0: episode of The Spicy Life. I am your host, Spicy Madi, and joined with me on today's episode of Is the Power of Manifestation Real in the G-Spot, that is guest spotlight, don't get kinky on me just yet, it is Lauren Treline, and she is a human consciousness and mindset expert, helping entrepreneurs, leaders, and change makers create large-scale impact in the world. She's the founder of the High Impact Quantum Coach and the Abundant Alchemist, guiding coaches and entrepreneurs around the world to step into their full abundant potential through mindset and manifestation training. Lauren hosts the Modern Alchemist podcast, sharing the wisdom and strategies of the biggest change makers in the world. Her work merges her background as a strategist, serial entrepreneur, and lawyer with the world of human potential and transformation. Lauren is an Aussie currently residing in LA and enjoying adventures with her puppy, Fernando. <laughs> okay, I love that the puppy's name is Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an Aussie name? Because I'm pretty sure that's no, like it's not. a Spanish name.
1: Okay. <laughs> Why Fernando? Can I
0: just find this out
1: really quick? Well, the guy that I adopted him from was called Fernando. And oh. his name was originally Dexter. And I thought you're 100% of Fernando. And it's kind of funny.
0: Wait, so you named the dog after the original owner? Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> Correct. That's kind of, I don't know if that's a diss or like
0: paying homage. But... <laughs> But um, I'm, we're going to take it as a compliment yeah. I guess, Fernando. <laughs> Shout out to Fernando. Um, and as you will hear, uh, I am obsessed with her Aussie accent. Mm. Um, it is so sexy and seductive. So Lauren, I'm going to try to get you to speak as much as possible.
1: <laughs> okay, we can do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we always start off now with guests opening up to us and revealing something about themselves for us to learn, which is the naked truth. And so I want you to start off with telling us, when did you fall in love with yourself?
1: Ooh, that's been quite the journey, as I imagine it is for most <laughs> of us. I would probably say in the last year or so. You know, as you get that little, oh, this little is bit a older, a recent falling in yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's always layers to this, right? Yeah. You think you're in love with yourself, and then you realize, oh, actually, you're not. Mm-hmm. And it has so many aspects, from like body love to self love to falling in love with all of your weird little quirks. Yeah. And your genius. Acceptance. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so I would say that probably in the last year or so.
0: And then tell me the next one, this is like about passion. How old were you when you discovered your life's passion?
1: Oh, I was 27 Okay, and everything came together in that moment. It was like the, and we'll talk a bit about this today, how the universe sent me this really clear sign that ding, 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 you figured out your purpose.
0: Ooh, yeah. I love that.
1: <laughs> okay. So the reason
0: why we're doing today's episode, and I know um, I was picking your brain a little bit when we, before we started, because I'm like, what is like some of the hardest challenges that you experience working in your profession? Because you don't run across too many people who are experts when it comes to manifestation and too many people who are able to really speak to like the mindset that way. Yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges that you experience in your profession from people who come in for your coaching and for your training?
1: Well, I think the biggest challenge is that we think that more strategy or more tools or more tips are going to get us the results that we want, either in our business, in our life, in our bank account. <laughs> and the truth is that I, I this is a totally made-up statistic, but in my mind, it's 80% a mindset vibrational mm-hmm. journey, which we'll touch on a little bit. And it's, I think it's about really understanding what is holding you back on a deep inner level yeah. that might be blocking you from bringing that stuff that you want, that relationship, that opportunity, that money into your life.
0: Ooh, I want you to speak. So yes, all the all the blocks, <laughs> all, the, all the blocks. Okay, my next question, um, and everything stands for spicy when I ask you these questions. Okay. So you told us how you fell in love with yourself, that was S. P was um, how you discovered your passion. Yes. What is your biggest turn on? That's oh, I for intimacy. I would say emotional intelligence. Ooh, so when someone has emotional intelligence, when they're like understanding your feelings and yes. <laughs> able to respond to them, yes. on. Yes, when someone
1: can read me like a book, I'm like, I like it.
0: There's <laughs> something about being seen, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. Okay, and then what's the biggest compliment you've ever received? This is C for communication.
1: Oh, probably that I am a vibrant divine person wait who's giving out that compliment where do i find them (laughs) and i think because that kind of taps into the deep inner aspect of who you are and having once again someone see you and see your light for what it is without being like oh you're physically attractive, which is also nice or uh, really intelligent. It's almost like someone that sees right through you.
0: And that's an uncommon compliment. Yeah, totally. because it's, it's you're right. It speaks to the internal beauty over the external, which is like, you know, uh, as women, you know, guys may make little comments all the time or yeah. people make make comments. But when someone use your soul you're like yeah. oh okay I'm doing something right
1: totally and that beautiful inner radiance <laughs> yes it's yeah. a vibrate Ooh, I
0: feel your vibrations right now <laughs> um, and what is your biggest fear this is why so that so why in spicy is learning to say yes you're going to tell us what your biggest fear is
1: oh well I've Cleared a lot of my fears so uh probably being what i say would say is average so to know that i'd lived my life and not fulfilled my purpose and just gone after all of my dreams and had a wild adventure at the same time
0: Ooh, i love that a mm-hmm. lot of experts come here and they I, th- I think that that's a common one that we hear because we have these goals that we're so like you know it's on our to-do list we're, yes. we're, we're, you know, we gotta hit those and we you know we're passionate about hitting them and so there is this fear of what if I don't accomplish everything that I set out to? You know, what yeah. if it's not enough? What if I'm not satisfied with myself? Yep. So I feel you 100% on yep. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we always give a little like teaser to the spicy dish. um You know, I want to shout out Rihanna because she got us good with trolling us with a uh, no more music shirt. Huge Rihanna fan, but apparently she isn't putting out or she is teasing us about an album that she is gonna put out, but she's saying that she's not, so the fans are going crazy over that. And so she's able to capitalize on this, being the entrepreneur woman that she is, and selling t-shirts that say no more music for $230. If you if you have bought a shirt that says no more music for two hundred and thirty dollars, I will go to swap meet and make that shirt myself and give it to you for a, a deal. I'll sell it to you for two hundred. Okay, if you're gonna buy that shirt, I'm like in shock at some of the things that like influencers or people who you know who we we love are able to sell and get us on because I'm like, wait, a shirt for two hundred thirty dollars? Like, and it's not Versace. It is a Rihanna. Probably, it's probably not even her hands. In it or on it, but she's selling these shirts for 230 Okay, got another spicy dish to shout out uh, Judith Krantz, uh, RIP. She is uh, one of the best selling authors of some of the racy romance novels. And you know, I love anything that's spicy. You guys, she died at 91 after having, you know, written all of these like, get it wet, get that good, good, you know, um, <laughs> mindset going <laughs> romance novels. Um, I'll take Manhattan Scruples and Princess Daisy. Um, and it's been she sold over eighty million copies, fifty languages. Um, this woman was goals in the romance community. And so she has passed away. So, 91 that's a long time to help you know foster love or romance in our lives because we can do it on our own mm-hmm. we don't necessarily need a man for it <laughs> sometimes you just need a good bath some candlelight, yeah <laughs> or a staycation, staycation. did you just tell me that you went on a staycation
1: yes i booked myself in on my own for a staycation over the weekend and it was phenomenal you
0: stayed by yourself yeah no booty calls nope i love that
1: nope just so- me and a romantic comedy and ordering food in and sitting by the pool that is fabulous
0: Mm. some people would see that as like oh by yourself like but you're perfectly comfortable treating yourself to a nice you know little weekend staycation totally and not being dependent on somebody else Mm. occupying your space or time for fulfillment
1: yeah and it's something that I've had to learn how to do and I think it's fundamental especially as women knowing how to receive and enjoy luxury just for ourselves.
0: Just for ourselves. Totally. Why do you think we have that cock blockage? Why do you think we have that road blockage? Well, I
1: think that there's a societal expectation that we always, our value is determined by who wants to come into our space, whereas we can quite happily just chill in our kimono, as I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now I get to visualize what you had on, okay, with a cute kimono.
1: (laughs) And, you know, watch a movie and chill out on our own and go to sleep when we feel like it without having to entertain someone. Yeah. Apart from ourselves.
0: I think that's one of the best, sometimes I have to look forward to is when I don't have to entertain someone.
1: Totally. Um,
0: Because when you have the company of friends or family or just uh, associates, even if you're presenting, if you're working, there is this expectation of having to perform or having to be on... uh, but allowing yourself just that space to just be in your own mindset and your own thoughts without the opinion of other people.
1: Totally. And not needing to compromise. So like looking at the menu and being like, what do I want to eat today without having to ask someone else and check in <laughs> with them? When do I want to eat? And do I wanna eat my meal from the bed? Um,
0: <laughs> or is, in the bathtub, that you is know? <laughs> that is one um I uh that is like statistically one of the number one questions in relationships that couples ask each other is what do you want to eat? Yes. (laughs) What do you have a taste for?
1: (laughs) I get that. So yeah, I booked myself in for a staycation and I highly recommend it to everyone. It's incredible. I'm gonna have to do that because Mm. that is something I don't think, I don't think I've treated myself to
0: a staycation. I know I've taken myself to dinner. I've taken myself to the spa, I've taken myself, you know, I mean like typical things. I think it took me a while to appreciate taking myself to dinner and to the movies by myself. Yes. I think um, during one of the hard, hardest of my breakups, I found comfort in going to the movies because it was like this escape, right? Yeah. We hear about it when you know wars are going on. You know, we we flock to the movies to get out of our own minds, and I found it very therapeutic to start taking myself out on dates mm. in this discovery of like refining myself. Who am I without this partner?
1: Totally. And if you can't date yourself. How do you expect someone else to date you if you want to escape and run away from yourself all the time? That
0: part. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to answer a boatload of questions for us in just a second, but I have to give something from sex education because this is a relationship dating and sex ed, um, class or should I say episode, but, um, for, and I said sex ed because education is a huge component of being empowered, um, I'm curious about this stat, a new study, and this was just in Variety magazine, they posted this, a new study from uh, GLAAD, which is GLAD, shows that a significant decline in the LGBTQ acceptance among young Americans age 18 to 34. And this was in a national survey among U.S. adults uh, called the Accelerating Acceptance Index. They were trying to see does this you know, new generation of youth, are they as accepting as previous? I would think that it would be scoring highly high and it actually is higher than our predecessors. However, the numbers are significantly dropping from 53% to 45% when it comes to acceptance. And I find this incredible because I would think it would only be increasing dramatically, but then this leads me to believe, well, is part of this some of the influence what's going on in politics today with you know, maybe our president being less accepting, um, that does play a role in the mindset of youth. You know, is, is it maybe we don't or hear about or know of all the parents who are less accepting? You know, what are we teaching our children? Um, because we would think that this generation would be more accepting.
1: That's so fascinating. I wonder if the scope of what is acceptable has now expanded substantially.
0: (gasps) Ding, 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 it's why we have experts in here. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: and, and what we deemed acceptable like 50 years ago is probably really different to what is acceptable to us now. Yeah. So I'm wondering if just the scope of that's broadened so that maybe that would suggest that less people Think they're less accepting but when you compare it to previous eras right we're way more accepting
0: that is such a great point which is why we can't take and i like to dissect statistics because we can't take every statistic at face value there's mm. so many things that play um you know into you know correlation so many things that play into this and that's a perfect like example right there of our mindset is actually very different and we've become desensitized to a lot of stuff that our parents would have been like repulsed by.
1: And (laughs) we now accept it as the norm, which is wonderful. Right.
0: Mm. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. So we're debunking this stat right
1: here. (laughs) You heard it here first. You
0: heard it here. Okay. So now I get to get into the nitty gritty um, and get some spicy tips from this manifestation queen over here, this mm. goddess of manifestation. <laughs> uh, I think that when it comes to finance, when it comes to relationships, this is something that we keep hearing about: yes. manifestation, manifestation. It's becoming like we had just said right now, more accepted. We're starting to be, you know, more in touch with our spirituality, with the universe than you know our parents and our parents' generation. Um, but what? is this manifestation thing?
1: So the law of attraction is this connection to the universe that if we feel and think in a particular way, we can draw in whatever it is that we want in our life, whether it be, like you were saying, relationship-based, financial-based, opportunity-based, whatever it is. And it's about aligning yourself to the fundamental laws of how the universe operates in order to draw things in into your life. So most people don't actually realize that they're already already manifesting on a day-to-day basis.
0: How so? Give us an example, what's a daily manifestation? So
1: think about something that you've wanted and you've managed to bring into your life. You've manifested that. And think about it also from a perspective, a less positive perspective of you know, you're running late and you're hoping you don't hit traffic or you have a negative thought and then you go and it happens to you. That's also an example of manifestation, but in the less positive sense.
0: So if I'm running late, which Mm. I always am, um, (laughs) (laughs) don't ever expect me to be on time unless there is a check. Um, But if I'm running late and I tell myself positive thoughts that there will not be traffic, I'm trying to convince myself traffic will not happen, traffic will not happen, but then there's traffic. Mm. How did did I manifest the wrong? like I don't understand sometimes how this manifestation thing works. I mean, I really do, you guys, but I like to play dumb <laughs> so that we dumb. all can, yeah, so yeah. we all can be educated. OK. Yeah. But I lose doubt in this possibility of manifestation when I think that I'm thinking something positive, but something negative happens regardless?
1: Yeah, so the one of the fundamental principles of this is recognizing that everything is working to your advantage. Okay. So uh, let me give you a recent example. I was running late to a meeting recently. Okay. And it <laughs> happens. And I sat in my car stuck in traffic thinking, I'm trusting that I'm late for a reason mm. and that whatever needs to unfold that purpose is going to unfold, as opposed to thinking, oh, this is terrible, like I'm gonna be 10 minutes late for my meeting, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I turn up at the meeting spot and lo and behold, I run into a friend of mine who is with another friend of hers and we are introduced to one another and I end up being on her her TV segment.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: And had I not been running late, had I not trusted the timing of it all, I would have looked at that as being a negative experience, whereas the universe was really working in my favor.
0: I love this example. Okay, so you should be operating from a place of optimism when something negative is happening to you. Yes. Even if that negative thing is happening, you have to trust that it's happening on your behalf for good purpose, that it's in alignment with whatever journey, whatever destination you're supposed to end up as, as opposed to thinking like, oh my God, today is going to completely suck. It's the worst day ever. The world
1: is against me. I'm a victim of circumstance because remember, we always get to choose. Yeah. So we can either choose to play out the story that life is against me and I'm a victim of circumstance, or we can say, I'm actually going to choose to view this from the perspective of everything is here to make me better. Everything is here to serve me, even if I can't see it in this moment.
0: OK, how does it work for relationships mm. in the situation of my instincts may be telling me that this guy's not that into me or he isn't calling me. He um, doesn't want to commit or I, I just I'm not getting the feeling that he's super into me. Right. Yeah. Do I tell myself that he's super into me to make this relationship work or am I being dishonest with myself and trying to convince myself of a truth that's not? How does it work in that situation? Because we get confused sometimes, I think.
1: Yeah, I think we have to realize, and this is one of the key principles here, is that everything we experience in life, whether we like it or not, is a reflection of where we're at. Okay, So an aspect Agree. of ourselves that doesn't like ourselves is going to attract someone that can't give us the kind of love that we want.
0: But how do we know when we're in that situation though?
1: We are very, very intelligent beings. And we know, like, especially as women, mm-hmm. we know on a deep level, but we're really good at overanalyzing and oh, overthinking yeah. <laughs> things and justifying why something isn't working for us.
0: So if we're justifying it, that right there, mm. if we have to justify this thing, yes, that justification should be assigned to us. And, it, and justification is different from being optimistic.
1: Totally.
0: So in that situation, it wouldn't be optimistic to think that, this relationship's gonna work out for the best, like I'm tripping, it's more as trying to justify why we should be staying longer than we should be.
1: Yeah, and a great question to ask yourself is, if I truly loved myself, would I put up with this?
0: Ooh, that part right there, that Mm. spicy tip right there. (laughs) Ask yourself that, (laughs) I love that. If I truly love myself, would I still be here? Would I be staying in this? That is a great way to analyze the situation from a healthy standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Okay, so you said earlier there's like these basic principles. Are they numbered? Are there something? Is it something that we should be like telling ourselves every day? What are the basic principles of manifestation?
1: So whatever is going on inside of you is being reflected in your external reality. Okay. So any negativity that you hold within yourself, judgment, hate, drama, um, negative old emotions is going to be played out in your external universe.
0: So would that be like, number one of the manifestation? Completely. Okay, So that. So if right you th-
1: can understand that principle, and it's a little bit hard to wrap your head around, especially initially, because so many of us think, but no, like drama just happens to me. <laughs> 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 and it's so important for us to look at ourselves and be like, well, how am I contributing to the drama? How am I allowing this? How am I le- le- letting these toxic people stay, into- stay in my life? Yeah. Where do I not have clear boundaries? Where am I not showing self love? Because those are all the places where we need to work on ourselves. And trust me, when we start to work on those things, our external reality starts to shift to reflect that.
0: What about like people who you run into that you, they? it's always something like this drama that you're talking yes. about, they never get a clean break. Every single time yeah. I talk to them, it is like, okay, Uh, such and such is sick, the house is flooded, the the bill collector, like it is like four things every single time you talk to them. Are you saying that they're drawing that to them? Like they're operating in this place of, I don't know, I don't want to call it negativity because what if they're like a really kind, sweet person, but they keep getting bullshit.
1: Yeah, and part of the challenge is that it's subconscious. So it's on a much deeper level than what we're consciously aware of. So I always say to people, it's not your fault because you probably picked it up from your parents. That part. Mm, And we're just playing out the same old patterns that we learned in our childhood home when we were like five years old. And the question is like, does that old pattern of behavior serve me? Right. And if it doesn't, then something needs to change. And it starts by changing a belief and a thought and a rule. And a great way to do it is that if you can see that, say, we use the drama example, Mm -hmm. if you can see that there is too much drama in your life, create a new rule and a new belief that I no longer tolerate this. And that's a great place to start, especially when we wanna have more positivity in our life. Ask yourself, what am I not going to put up with anymore? That's a really good place to start and a really uncomfortable place to start. Create
0: a new rule that I no longer tolerate this yeah
1: like i'm no longer going to tolerate this type of behavior from men yeah and write a whole list like write down a whole list oh i
0: love lists i'm like queen of lists yeah (laughs) i can write a list for everything yeah
1: and just see like (laughs) all of the areas in your life where you're not happy i'm no longer going to tolerate the empty bank account we don't have to even worry about how we're going to fix it we just need to write it down to begin with
0: then we're not going to tolerate it totally
1: i'm not going to tolerate toxic people anymore in my life And little by little, then we can start taking the action that will allow us to start to create a a better life for ourselves.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. That is excellent. Is there any other rules to the power of manifestation that we need to know or operate from? Yeah,
1: so most people think that their thoughts create their reality. Mm -hmm. That's actually only part of the truth. What we believe and feel within our body creates our reality. So I can keep saying, I wanna meet my soulmate, I wanna meet my soulmate, I wanna meet my soulmate. But if inside I carry a belief that says, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, we cannot manifest that thing that we want.
0: So, and I use the word cock blockage a lot. Um. in a way, we're cock blocking ourselves. 100% we 100% are from that true love. Yeah. Because even if we're, and I and I do find this often, you guys, now I'm speaking real, I will be working with a client, um, mm. and you probably experience this often, where the client comes in and they say, I want this, I want this, I want this. Okay, I know that you want this, but what are you willing to change in order to get that? Totally. What are you willing to do in order to execute this outcome? Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes, the want is there, but the true willingness, which is what will actually bring their desire to fruition, yeah. isn't there. So it's getting those both those two things in alignment.
1: Totally. But
0: when we start doing it, a little bit more digging, we find that they don't even really believe that this 100%. thing is achievable. And yes. so even though they signed up for the service, there's still this doubt of, Ah, but I don't really know if this is gonna work. Well, you're cock blocking us on what we're gonna execute this entire time and doing ourselves a disservice by doing all this work and not really believing that
1: it's even gonna happen. Yeah, and it all starts with belief. It all starts with belief. And sometimes that is a belief of the six-year-old you that was abandoned by one of your parents. And then you form this belief that you've carried with you your whole life that I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. And then you feel
0: those feelings as well totally so do we own those feelings do we admit to those feelings what do we do about those feelings so that we can change those feelings and behaviors yeah
1: i think step one is really starting to have an awareness that they're there okay and the best way to see is to look once again at your external reality so if you don't have the results that you want in your life Mm -hmm. if you don't have that partner if you don't have that money in your bank account if you don't have that dream job it's because there is something going on inside of yeah. you that you're not consciously aware of and it's not even your fault. Okay. So step so one. Step
0: one is awareness. Awareness. Once I'm aware of this thing, yeah. I'm aware that I want true love, Yes. but I didn't see it from my parents. I didn't, you know, I haven't maybe found him yet out there. Now what's step two?
1: There are so many incredible resources out there in this day and age. So go and download all of the books on that subject and start to learn about it. Educate yourself. Totally, listen to free podcasts. Like there are so many websites out there that have amazing free information. If you have the means, Hire a coach because this this work is kind of hard to do on your own.
0: Oh, it's super hard because it's it's yeah. like working out at the gym. I, totally. I, I want to be fit and tone, yeah. but I don't like doing um <laughs> crunches and I don't like doing squats and I don't like it. I mean, so I need that person to push me.
1: Yeah. And we don't like to look at our junk, you know, like we don't want to go there because it can be really painful yeah. sometimes and it requires healing. It requires healing of the inner child and it requires love and support. I find from someone else to be like, hey, this is completely normal. And we're just helping you get to where you wanna be going. I remember my coach, so I've got two coaches myself. Mm -hmm. I love them. I've cried on the phone to them so many times. (laughs) (laughs) And my coach says to me, Lauren, the kind of life that you want doesn't get handed to you on a platter. Facts. You need to do the work and you are doing the work as uncomfortable as it is, as long as it seems to be taking. Like this life needs to be created and deliberately built
0: when it's uncomfortable. Yeah. How do you get through the discomfort without giving up though? Because as soon as something is uncomfortable for yeah. us, we oftentimes will call it quits.
1: Totally, because we've been we're programmed to survive. Yeah. We're not programmed to thrive. Ooh. So, I always tell my clients I give them a heads up. I'm like, heads up, things are gonna get really messy for a bit (laughs) (laughs) and that means that you're going in the right direction because we've been so conditioned from a society level to be like, avoid all pain and just satiate yourself with all of these like quick fixes. But honestly, like think about it, anything that you want in life requires work and effort. So true. And it's probably gonna require a few tears. It's gonna require you to face yourself, but it just depends on how much you want the outcome.
0: Oh my gosh, you're preaching right now. And I think that a lot of times, even when it comes to relationships and people come to me and they're like, okay, help me find someone. Mm. I go through this often where they may be inexperienced when it comes to dating. Yeah. There may be some lessons that they still have to learn yep. that they're not done learning. And as someone who, you know, I fall in love with my clients. I worship them and I want to help them find love. Yeah. And so I start with loving them first so that I can find someone else and help them find love. Yeah. And so- I think that they're amazing but then there's this like place of um you are amazing enough you are good enough mm. like you can you know manifest this thing because I definitely believe in the power of manifestation but it's having them know that they're going to go through growing pains first I think yes. is the hardest thing and because I love them I don't like a mother I don't want to see them in pain yes. so I want to tell them oh he's going to hurt you having you date this person is going to yes. be problematic you're going to go through some pain but I understand that they haven't experienced the pain necessary in order to appreciate even the person who's going to come and change their life, like totally. the man who's destined for them or the woman who's destined for them. So that's always really hard for me as a coach because I'm like, when you're an experience, that is. When yeah. you come to me and you've been, you've experienced tons of it, I'm like, okay, how can I get you out of it? Yes. But a lot of us think that we're just going to get straight to the, like the Disney fairy tale happy ending without with, doing the work,
1: without any blood, sweat, and tears. Totally. I'm like, it took you decades to get to this point. <laughs> 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 give me six months <laughs> I love it is that how long your program is six months yeah okay and I found that it takes time to create change it takes time to develop the awareness to realize and then learn the knowledge and then truly embody the knowledge yeah to go out into the world and practice and gather some data
0: I, I found that three months was like a great, place, great to place to start and then it extends to six months because mm. I'm like okay, you need a little bit more, you need a little bit more. And now it's like, okay, a year long. (laughs) I'm working with you sometimes. And
1: think about it, 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 a year in the whole scheme of things to meet the love of your life, when you can save years of playing out the same thing, marrying the wrong person, ending up divorced, is so worth it in my mind.
0: If you think about it like that, yeah.
1: <laughs> right, then you can
0: draw that to you. <laughs> totally, and you
1: can, it just requires focus, a clear intention, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And that's like another key principle of manifestation. Know what you want. Most people, that, like nearly everyone that I work with, doesn't actually know what they want.
0: Mm. Know what they want or know what they need. I run into that often. They may say they want this thing, but they don't necessarily need that thing. It is not something that would even be healthy for them. They just want it because maybe other people have it.
1: Great point. Um,
0: So there is that like, so I'm a list person too. So Mm. I'm like, okay, make the list of want versus need so we can determine what is really the healthiest for you. Yeah, and
1: that's a process. It takes time. And this is where like dating can become really, really invaluable, even going back over your past relationships and seeing, what were the patterns? What do I actually know Absolutely. works for me? What doesn't work for me? Um, what am I taking with me moving forward and leaving the rest behind?
0: Yeah if we operated from a place of not having to do the work we would all be married at 21 living our fairy tale totally. like <laughs> life forever <laughs> nope sorry guys you're not going to find that you love without putting some skin in the game no. it just doesn't work like that yeah.
1: and it's really about getting to know yourself like i'm so glad i didn't marry the person i dated when i was 24. oh my god i would have been in trouble <laughs> would have been in trouble yeah and i think it's so important to really know Once you have clarity around that, you've identified who you want that person to be. Yeah. And then you need to ask yourself. Who do I need to be in order to attract this person? Oh, that is the most important part.
0: Yes. Because does the person who you're describing want you as you are right now? Yeah. Or do they want someone that's more like how you're describing? They want someone too that's offering them just as much you know, totally. benefits in that package. So
1: you might say, I want this person to be really successful. Ask yourself, am I successful within your definition of what success right. means in my own life? If I'm not, then I'm not going to be the right energetic match for that person. So when I come across them, we're not gonna be able to connect.
0: Because I'm gonna pass them by, yeah. Totally. He's he's not gonna recognize me or she's not gonna recognize me. I'm not gonna recognize them, yeah. Completely. And that speaks to your point on like vibrations though, right?
1: Completely, yeah. So Like attracts like. As soon as you shift your vibration to align with what you want, you don't even have to figure out how it's going to happen. It happens.
0: So if I'm in bad vibration, right, what's something that I can do to shift the vibration from the day? Okay, earlier you saw me, you were like, oh, you're not as bubbly spirits as you usually are. And I was like, oh, yeah, girl, it's been like, you know, this rough weekend. In that moment, right, when you brought that to my attention, I acknowledged it. I said, you're right. This is Mm. what happened. And then I made a conscious decision to, oh, you know what? I like myself better when I am in p- more positive, bubbly spirits, like you had mentioned. I made a decision in that moment to yes. shift, but for someone who's not used to practicing that and making yes. a conscious decision to do that, yep. what should they do?
1: Yeah, really good question. I love how like you mentioned that you caught yourself on that because we really have the ability to choose how we want to feel, Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's and true. we get to decide. And so I always have like a series of little hacks that I use, whether it's like playing my favorite music and mm. having a good dance around my house. Um, whether it's I I listen to a particular podcast or an audio book on something, or I I always have these little hacks that help me shift my energy. Hacks? Hacks. Hacks, like life hacks. Life hacks, okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> we need subtitles.
0: <laughs> I love the accent. I love the accent. I'm just like, wait, I can't tell quite tell. Okay, so I'm not putting on different hats. I'm I mean putting, you we're could doing wear hats We're doing different life works. hacks. Okay. <laughs> just
1: change hats. You know, I pictured you
0: in the kimono with the hat on, like dancing around the house. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so we get to decide. And we get to decide how we want to shift our energy. And the best place for us to be, believe it or not, is a high vibration happy, positive, grateful, blissful, inspired energy. And it's our job as human beings to do whatever we need to do to make that happen. Like I don't always wake up in the best mood. I'm not a morning person. We're humans, right? And sometimes like your neighbor's been partying too late at night or you know, you had a couple of drinks the night before and you wake up (laughs) not feeling so great. But the cool thing is like we get to decide. And I always make sure that before I leave my house in the morning that I've set the tone of my day.
0: How do you set the tone of your day?
1: Meditation, powerful. I know people keep talking about it. Even five minutes of meditation is immensely powerful in shifting your mindset. I listen to a lot of free YouTube content, some great videos out there. Anything that kind of gets you laughing, inspired, positive, energetic. The dance, the boogie works really well. I love my little puppy, Fernando. I just look at Aww, him. Oh, so you're and going to
0: like little happy things. Totally, yeah. and, it,
1: and it can be so, 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 so simple. Like too often we think that um, at, there's nothing positive going on in our life. And yet if we look around, like nature gives us everything we need. Life gives us everything we Being
0: need. Being operating from a place of gratitude, totally. like appreciating nature. And just noticing yeah.
1: all the good things. Like if we talk about relationships, like we can say, oh, I'm not meeting any of these men that I wanna be meeting. But if we're, if we're actually shifting our perspective and looking around us, what we want is already abundantly around us. Already
0: Okay, so elaborate on that, because most people think mm. there's no good men in LA, then I hear there's no good men in the state, then there's no good men in the country. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are the beliefs of a lot mm. of women out yeah. there.
1: Here's the thing, if there are like 7.7 billion of us on this planet, you that think part. that there are no good men, then you've really got to look at your own self-limiting beliefs and the story that you're telling yourself, because it's simply a story. And the best place to start is to shift the belief by saying, and this might make you uncomfortable initially, that there are so many incredible men everywhere.
0: Ooh. Spicy tip right there. You guys are gonna start saying that every day. There are so many good men out there. And if you're a man listening, there are so many good women out there. And if you're man on man or woman on woman, say whatever you need to say
1: too. (laughs) Totally. And then as I'm going about my day, I don't care if someone's married or like they're too old or whatever. I'm just going around looking for evidence of that. And I'll say noted, noted universe, Oh, I like how that guy looks, noted. I like how this person just smiled at me, noted. I love how classy that woman is over there, noted. Mm. I love how kind this person was just to me, noted. And so I'm exercising the muscle where I am shifting my perspective to notice all of the abundance and everything that I already want around me.
0: Wow, and it does sound like it really is a muscle.
1: It is, it completely is, especially if we've spent the last couple of decades looking for the negative. Facts. Facts. Mm.
0: where we've been trained.
1: Yes, and so it's our responsibility to say, like, how am I gonna shift the lens? It's almost like having a torch and flashing it around in the dark and being like, I can't find what I'm looking for. And it's like, well, are you looking in the right corners? Right. Because we get to decide. And I think that's really the key around this. Like everything that we want is already around us. Our brain is actually really, really good at filtering out that information.
0: Filtering out the information of the good stuff?
1: Well, depending on how we've been programmed. Yeah. Yeah. So if we've been raised to only see the negative, we only see the negative.
0: So now there's this like, almost like this other switch that we have to turn on. Totally. In order to manifest this relationship or manifest. But to your point earlier, because I want to make sure that we have the tips. Yes. It's realizing also being self-aware then we went into doing our research getting a coach yes after we've done the self work right we now we know the tools what's the next step after that
1: experiment with life so every single date that you go on is an experiment every single thing you try in your business is an experiment everything every time you go out into the world you're merely experimenting and you're seeing how the world responds if you don't get the result that you want tweak the parameters of your experiment
0: Mm, okay, so how did, what does that tweaking look like? I'm not getting, I smiled at him, he didn't smile back at me. Now yeah. what do I do?
1: Or I go on a date and he had some good aspects but didn't have everything that uh-huh. I was looking for. So I would just take note and actually physically write it down in journal and be like, okay, this person wasn't the love of my life but I love these five qualities that he had. So I'm going to look for this moving forward. So I adjust my list. I adjust my parameters internally within yeah. my brain and be like, Okay, I'm going to look for this next time and I'm not going to I'm not going to date anyone that has these deal breakers that I've that I've experienced. So or, you're
0: using that information as a part of your roadmap as opposed to it's the end of the world because he's not the one. Totally. And yeah. we're being
1: like really strategic about this and being like, well, there's a science to this, and you know what's really great? Use Instagram. And save images. <laughs> did <laughs> we just there, promote social
0: there, media? There, there is a point <laughs> We did, we did.
1: So you know how we have this awesome ability to save posts? Mm-hmm. Well, go out and find like celebrities and people that you really admire that have the things that you admire that make you feel good and save that. So anytime you wanna come up with the excuse that there aren't any good men out there, you have an example of someone that has done it already that comes from a similar background to you, which means that, on some level, it's possible,
0: but then we've trained ourselves now, though, to think social media is a facade. That mm. it's you know toxic, and it you know there's too much social comparison going on, and uh, you know it's making us feel depressed because people have these things that we don't have. How do we adjust that mentality so that we don't feel bad when we're swiping?
1: Yeah, I think that only follow things that make you feel good. Don't worry about the rest. You need to once again, we need to filter. Yeah, be ruthless in your filtering. And then recognize that the fact that you are envious of someone Mm -hmm. means that what they have is possible for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be envious. Mm.
0: So that's a great twist on jealousy. Jealousy. (laughs) Totally.
1: (laughs) It's a hack. (laughs) Not a hat, but a hack.
0: So like that's why I think we fall in love with relationship goals yeah. because when we see couples that, you know, uh, Russell and Sierra, you know, we're like, yeah. or, you know, Will and Jada, we're like, oh my gosh, this, they seem like they're this amazing couple. Instead of, instead of feeling that jealousy or hate in our heart, just acknowledging that it's there, but also telling ourselves like, this is possible for me. I can, you know, find my match or my life mate. Totally.
1: And our subconscious mind works in symbols and and, and images and icons. So we need to keep showing it evidence of what we actually want. Now, if you didn't have that relationship ideal growing up, like I sure I didn't and I'm sure most people didn't, didn't, we have to actually go out into the world and look for it and find it and then start to brainwash ourselves into knowing (laughs) that it's possible for us. And it's a process. It totally is. I mean, I
0: know this sounds like it might be a lot of work, you guys, or you maybe feel like, I don't know if I can do this or convince myself or tell myself this every day. Because I think I'm lying to myself. What about when people say that? I think, you know, I'm lying to myself if I tell myself that this happened for a good reason or that this is possible. You know, that right there is a limiting belief. Yeah. But some people feel like they're lying to themselves. I don't wanna to lie to myself.
1: Yeah, well, the truth is that we're meaning making machines. So we make meaning out of every experience that we have. Even if we were to revisit a memory, it's already not the truth. The truth is always Ooh, subjective.
0: Speak to that part
1: yeah so we're really good at telling stories we're storytellers so we get to decide if we want to go back and revisit a a version of events and retell that story in a way that's going to serve us moving forward because the reality is that what you perceived when you were five years old Mm -hmm. that you saw go down in your house or whatever it was is probably not what really happened You were just seeing it through the eyes of a five-year-old. Yeah, snippets. Totally, and you formed a belief off the back of that with your limited understanding because all of our beliefs are formed between the ages of zero and seven. And you then told a story around it that you've been playing out your whole life. Now, if we were to really have been there on the day, the story (laughs) may have been slightly different to what you experienced and saw. And there's so many things too that our parents
0: don't share with us that we're left to develop and formulate a perception of on our own. Yeah. And we fill in the gaps. We think that, you know, we experience something. We don't know, you know, why, who, when, where, what was done to us, but we've now formed a story around it. Completely. And have continued to tell ourselves that this is a, a vivid memory that may be somewhat altered and not our actual truth. Completely.
1: And it's really amazing what kind of stories we tell ourselves. And so if we can accept that, that we are just storytellers, then we get to decide how do I want to retell this story so it serves my hero's journey, mm-hmm. not, the, not the down and out um, victim story that maybe I've been playing for the last two decades, three decades.
0: How do I want to tell myself this story so that it serves my hero's journey? Does that because I love 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 that because that does make our experiences the things that happen to us now a testimony now a part of you know us reaching you know reaching our higher self totally. Does that mean though making public some of the things that we were shamed about you know being open and honest with others about some of the things that we aren't you know pride you know proud of that we may have experienced you know for some people they may interpret that as oh now I should you know be putting it on Facebook you know what does that mean
1: it means more taking ownership of your own story so that you can come from a place of standing in your own power now whether or not that needs to be shared with someone else is entirely up to you okay and I don't think that we need to share every aspect of our life we just need to retell it for ourselves Okay. So that it serves us in going out to create the life that we want.
0: So it can be something personal. We Completely. don't have to necessarily go scream it off of a yeah, ledge. Yeah, and
1: you know, we've all, a lot of us have experienced some sort of trauma or tragedy in our life. And, and that's unfortunate, but it's, it's, it's the truth. And so if even if we can just retell that story from our perspective personally for ourselves, it can have an enormous impact on the type of life that we go out and create. Yeah,
0: absolutely. How can we serve others through our experience? It may have been an, a hardship, but- mm are we now operating from a place of using that hardship to help other people in reaching their purpose as well and helping us, you know, reach ours through, you know, this experience. Yeah, I totally love, love, love that. Okay. So you're going to have to tell me too, when it comes to the work that's involved in manifesting love, Mm. um, you mentioned that you teach this training from like the alchemist, which is, a huge book. If if you guys have never read The Alchemist, please read The Alchemist. There's several stories within The Alchemist yeah. of um, things that almost derailed the path of um, the child and his journey to reaching his purpose in life. Yeah. Several women came along. You know, like there were certain things you know that, um, that happened. Are you um, are you teaching based off of the book, and is is it specifically to? these things that happen in your life, certain people that you maybe like need to let go of or release in order to meet that person? Because sometimes we hold on a little bit too longer than we should. Can that block our manifestation? Does our manifestation ever get blocked?
1: Um, I think it does. And it gets blocked on an internal level, on a subconscious level. So if we can can just, if that's the key learning that people would take away from today without even understanding what that (laughs) means, just know that what's going on internally for you is probably what's blocking you. And so that's why I love the character of the alchemist. And I bring that through in like my podcast and the course that I do because the alchemist is all about Mm self-transformation and understanding that what we have seeded within us. So say for example, if you know that you're supposed to have your happy ever after, Mm -hmm. that if you know that you're supposed to be your soulmate and have children, then it is already done. It is already happened. It is already written, yeah. It is already written. It is already happened on some level. So your only job is to make sure that you get rid of any resistance that is stopping you from bringing that into your external reality.
0: Does the emotion of fear or anxiety that sometimes surfaces, even if you are a believer and you are trying your best to be positive and manifest, yeah. does that emotion that pop up block it? It blocks you,
1: yes. Yes. So our work as human beings is to clear any negative emotions. Easier said than done, I get that. But this is where I found that working with healers and coaches Mm -hmm. and doing a lot of my own journaling and reprogramming work has been fundamental to helping shift that energy. Because believe it or not, and most of us don't realise this, it is possible to live without anxiety, without fear, without negativity, and it's possible to live from a place of happiness and joy.
0: And we don't have to medicate.
1: No. (laughs) It's possible (laughs) and it can be done. But most of us have bought into this collective belief that our life is hard and it has to be a struggle and like a hard slog.
0: And I think for the longest, especially around money, not when it came to love, with love I'm like 100% confident, when it came to money there was this blockage and I've oftentimes had people come in to speak about it Mm. where it is this life is a struggle and I only know that I'm going to achieve money if that struggle coincides Totally. versus the mentality of, nope, you can have the money without the pain and agony. Like those don't have to be congruent. Yeah.
1: And, and it's a reprogramming process, a yeah. rewiring process that with time you can actually shift.
0: I'm excited for that and I can't yes. wait for the next generation of, you know, my children to like
1: I was just <laughs> be spoiled
0: this. and expe- ex- come from a place of expect- They're expectancy. to pop out and not have to do any of the work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to that point, um, do you think that it's healthy when you, um, you know, because as women we give life, do you think that it's healthy to operate from a place of even when you're pregnant manifestation? Like how does your vibration and your energy affect the child?
1: Um, I think that the more that you can clear prior to having children, the better, because I honestly think that this work we carry through with Mm. us and we as women have the most powerful energy at our disposal, the creation energy Mm. that we can literally birth life, which means that we also have the ability to manifest in an incredibly powerful manner. So if we can even harness that energy, then we can create whatever we want. And uh, unfortunately, most people don't realize this.
0: Who's more powerful women or men?
1: Oh, I think we both have enormous energy at our disposal that comes through us.
0: Where does men get their energy?
1: Oh, I would say men through their purpose and that that clear intention and focus that they have, which is an important piece around taking aligned action around your goals. Men are very good at that. They also have that feminine creative intuitive side. Um, but I think that the, it's the combination of t- the two, the mm-hmm. masculine energy that drives and is aligned and intentional with the energy of the feminine that can sit back and receive yeah. that the, the combination of the two is manifestation energy. So one without the other doesn't work. You need both. You need both to manifest.
0: And see, I think sometimes we forget that part.
1: <laughs> yes, and especially like in, in our society, like we're so good at driving and setting goals and setting intentions, but we, we, stop, we don't stop to lean back and say, okay, I've done all of the work now, now it's time for me to receive and that when it comes my way, I need to get really, really good at receiving. So I would say most women in today's society mm-hmm. struggle with receiving. We feel guilty
0: Ooh. about it. that part is so true. A lot yeah. of women feel like they should not be celebrating or like, you know, that receiving is something like negative now.
1: No, yeah, totally. But it's it's powerful. It's necessary. It's the, it's the yin and yang, the, the ebb and flow that already exists throughout nature. And if we can't receive when a high quality king turns up, yep. then he's not going to be attracted to us.
0: And we hear that often. It's, you know, well, he said that you know, I don't make him feel enough like a man. Or he said, Mm. I don't let him, you know, help me enough. Or he said, you know, that happens often too with very powerful women. And you know, these high level positions, they sometimes forget, you know, how to turn on the feminine energy when they're not in the boardroom. Because they're so used to having to drive, drive, drive.
1: Totally. And it's like someone turning up with this incredible gift for you. And you're like, I don't want it. Don't, don't give it to me. It's a shame that person's going to be upset. You're going to miss out on the amazing gift. Um, And then you're going to be unconsciously blocking yourself. So not receiving is a block to manifestation.
0: Ooh, you got to receive too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and get good at it. So if someone opens the door for you, let them. If someone wants to do you a favor, let them. If someone wants to buy you dinner, let them, let them. Because we're starting once again to exercise the muscle, which sends a really clear message to the universe, give me more.
0: I love that. Cause we tell ourselves like, oh, I'm not deserving or I don't want them to think that I'm taking advantage you know, I wanna pull my weight. And so you're saying, no, allow, accept, because you are operating now and practicing receiving.
1: Totally, and then you can just go out in the world and do your action taking, goal setting, intention setting elsewhere, but just know that there are places where it's perfectly fine and really healthy and necessary to receive, and then do the masculine energy elsewhere.
0: I love it, okay, I love it. Talk to us a little bit about the work that you do um, within your company.
1: So everything, believe it or not, based on this conversation, (laughs) is around working on your mindset. So I work with incredible entrepreneurs and leaders, and it's about really recognizing these subconscious old limiting programs that we have that need to be brought to the surface and rewired and reprogrammed in order for us to create the life that we want. So a lot of my work is really about getting someone to clearly identify where they wanna be going. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, most people don't have clarity around their goals. So set the intention, Remove all of the blocks in the way, take aligned action, and then know when to step back and allow life to deliver you everything that you wanted. And I see it time and time again. I see it in my own life. It is possible, it's magical. Um, and I just wish more people knew that the universe operates this way and they can have anything that they want in life.
0: And you did it for yourself because you, which a lot of people don't know, it is in her bio, but when you speak to her and you're talking to her, she speaks a lot to, you know, the universe and manifestation and, you know, this, what we would call spiritual, um, talk, Mm. (laughs) but you used to be a lawyer yeah, and you left law in order to run your own business. Yes. There's a lot of people who would be, you know, fearful to do that investing so much time energy money into yeah. school and give it all up to do what you really want to do what you felt like was your purpose in life
1: yeah totally Speak to that I was so out of alignment with my purpose because I did what everyone, what I thought I had to do I did what I thought it was expected of me I was a smart kid and at every single point in that journey, it felt like it didn't feel right, but I ignored it. I ignored it. I ignored it, and um, I actually lost my dad when I was 23, mm. and so that was, you know, one of those moments in in my life where I got to decide how I wanted to rewrite the story. Yeah. And I got to decide that I was going to be the hero of my story, and I was going to take all of my learnings with me, and that I could go out there into the world and create whatever I wanted. So despite the fact that everyone was like, "You're crazy." yeah, <laughs> I knew within me that my mission and purpose was to help people at a much deeper level. And you know, even losing my dad really helped me have that like mindset shift and that spiritual awakening that was probably really necessary for where I was gonna end up. But
0: look at how you rewrote that story. Totally. From the loss of a parent, which yeah. I too have experienced To Oh my gosh, but it made me who I am and it helped open my eyes.
1: Completely. And can I go back and say, I wish it never happened. I don't think I can do that anymore because it's created who I am. Yep. And I remember my psychologist at the time said to me, she was like, how do you want to write this story? And I didn't realize that that was possible until she said that to me. And I sat there, I was like, oh my God, I'm not a victim of circumstance. Yeah. I actually get to decide how I wanna use this element of my journey in, in um, to work towards my higher mission and purpose.
0: Is there any work that manifestation can do when it comes to um, sexual pleasure? Is there anything that when it comes to sexual pleasure where you're blocking your um, ability to be able to physically orgasm or feel sensuality because you feel like maybe you know you're unworthy, you're undeserving. Does it? Do you ever see that come into play when it comes to you know their their personal romantic love lives?
1: Yeah. Well, if we come back to this idea that everything is an energy and a frequency, and that well, whatever we, are we most of us are way too much in our head, like we're so far in our head. You said that, earlier we overanalyze too yeah, much. Yeah, and then that blocks us also off from being able to feel the emotions that want to run through our body because we're so scared of feeling the negative emotions that we have blocked ourselves from feeling all of the really good emotions like bliss or you know ecstasy or like deep contentment and happiness and openness and love so yeah like all of that the more that we unblock ourselves the more that we let go of all the baggage the more that it impacts firstly the kind of lovers that we're going to attract the kind of partners that we're going to attract the kind of love we're going to attract so it's all interrelated
0: I love it, okay, so you're gonna help me with this Dear Spicy uh, before we go. (laughs) So, okay, Dear Spicy, I uh, I find myself constantly checking the IG stories of men from my girlfriends, no, I'm sorry, Dear Spicy, I find myself constantly checking the IG stories of men my girlfriend follows to see if she could potentially be in any other videos or if they mention her. I know I struggle with trust issues, but I can't help myself I also can't leave her. I don't understand why she just can't make me feel more secure so that I can stop. I wish she didn't follow any men at all. <laughs> and am I wrong for desiring this? Peeping John is what he wrote his name as. <laughs> okay, so to my understanding, this person is following the the men that his girlfriend on on Instagram follows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he too, he's watching this their stories, right? And wants her to unfollow these men so that he can feel better. Yeah. Speak to, because this is healthy on so many, un- unhealthy on so many <laughs> different accords. <laughs> Speak to this. Is he manifesting the potential for gaining or losing trust?
1: Well, he's putting a thought out there into the universe that keeps screaming, um, I don't trust this person. They're probably going to abandon and leave me. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to get left. Yeah. Oh, And, for and sure. he's going to drive her to the point where she's just going to run away. And he's going to then validate his subconscious belief that, you know, anyone that I care for leaves me.
0: And this happens often in time. relationships. All the time. The person may not necessarily have that intent or be doing that. Yeah. But we've become obsessed with the notion that they are. Yes. And so now we either drive them to do that thing or... We do lose them and now they're capable of going and doing that thing only to validate or what we think validates our initial belief which wasn't actually even there to begin
1: with 100 <laughs> it's <100%. That's laughs> such a good way of putting it and we and we play it out subconsciously and we don't realize it and or we'll date people that we on some deep level know are going to just disappoint us and abandon us and leave us because our dad left us when we were six years yeah,
0: old. it's coming from something deeper
1: totally and until we can fix that point there and rewire ourselves to no longer hold the belief that every person that I love abandons me, we're gonna keep playing out the same pattern.
0: Peeping John, if you are listening (laughs) to this, please. Like you are are going to end up single and alone. You're gonna push this person away and you're gonna do it with the next person and the next person and the next person if you continue this belief. And so, maybe there is some like internal work you know to Lauren's point that you need to be doing in order to make sure that you actually are able to hold on to this relationship or keep it. and so there's nothing that she can do to make you feel more secure if you're not a secure person really? if if you are lacking security, even though she's done some things that may have played into your insecurity, you have to be secure within self first, and so i beg of you, stop following these guys because it's creepy. Um, <laughs> and it's fucking driving her nuts, I'm sure, because mm. I know this type. I know you're going back and you're like, oh, I saw him and I saw you like, you guys, social media has somehow taken over our lives and our relationships, but it doesn't have to be. If you make sure that you are secure and you are safe to be with, she will make you feel that way as well and she will be secure and safe. Like it's it's you guys working off of each other yeah, and She's probably irritated as hell because I already know you're like you're 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 getting on her last nerves. I'm sure because because you're a grown ass man. If you're doing this, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I'm like, no, neither. This is, this is please, 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 please get get some help. I'm like, I feel like get get some help. That's the answer for a lot of things. But. It is,
1: and you know, like there's no shortcuts around it, unfortunately. But it's necessary. And even remember, like everyone around us is a mirror of. Who we are. Yeah. So if I'm experiencing trust out in the world, or I can't trust my partner, I need to ask myself, where am I not trustworthy? Yep. And where do I not trust myself? What about me is
0: untrustworthy? Totally.
1: And that's the that's the real core. Peeping. Peeping John. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he (laughs) signed. Okay. So before we let you leave, Hmm. you
0: have to do one more thing for us, and this is date or dash. Okay. Oh. So you get to do dinner with your past self or dinner with your future self.
1: Oh, dinner with my future self. Oh, you for want to sure. see that. Okay, yeah. the like, Tell me everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, dinner with your ex-lover or dinner with your future lover? Oh
1: my God, a future lover. A future sure. lover? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then last one, dinner with Oprah or dinner with Beyonce?
1: Oh my God. Um, Oprah. I'm a massive fan of Oprah. And a I feel fat. like she's interviewed so many incredible people mm-hmm. that I would just ask her all the questions.
0: You would love to interview her.
1: Oh, she's on my, she's actually on my wish vision, list. And I know board? that if I, with clarity of intention, I can manifest this. Ooh, I believe, I
0: believe. Okay, manifest it for both of us. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> okay, let everybody know where they can find you. Lauren, we appreciate you coming in. Thank you for so much. Me. You have been such beautiful. She's <laughs> raised my spirits. I'm like in such a happy place right now, just being next to her. Okay, Yay. tell us, where we can find you
1: um you can find me at lauren and i spend a lot of my time on instagram i love sharing the behind the scenes of my journey and i'm also running the next manifestation and abundance challenge it's for free coming up in july so if anyone's interested they can register for that for free and just find out via my social
0: we're going to have to get in on that, you guys. Mm. You hear that? <laughs> okay. I am Spicy Madi. You guys can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at Spicy Madi, S-P-I-C-Y M-A-R-I or The Spicy Life. Make sure you download this episode, pass it on to a friend, um, go to thespicylife.com if you need any relationship coaching or matching. And there you guys have it. You have just been Spice.
1: See life.